Waiting, waiting, waiting. That's what Monday was all about, waiting for the release of the US CPI early tomorrow morning, our time. Ahead of that, well, the NAB business survey, consumer expectations, the zoo survey in Germany and the Eurozone. But this is all just stuff to keep us a little bit occupied before the number that everyone is counting on, because so much rests on which way it goes. Down, hopefully, but how much down? It's Tuesday, the 13th of February, 2024. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, a reasonably strong start to the week for US and European equities, although in the US they did lose their mojo towards the close. So the Nasdaq was up 0.4% before suddenly dipping into the red, uh, now closing down 0.3% at the end of the session. The S&P also dipped into the red just, but it's still sticking above 5,000. The Dow is up a third of a percent at close. The Russell 2000 is the standout, though, finishing up 1.75%, so a win for mid-caps in the US. The Euro stocks 50 closed up 0.7%, the same for the DAX, and small movement in bond yields down one basis point for 10-year treasuries, down three across much of Europe, more in southern Europe though, and up three in Canada. And yesterday, Australian 10-year yields were up three basis points to 4.16%, now a couple of points higher to 4.18%. So sort of going against the grain a bit. Same in New Zealand, where yields are also climbing a little. Not much movement in the US dollar so far this week. The Aussie dollar's up 0.1%. It was up more earlier, but it's now at 65.3 US cents. The Kiwi dollar, though, going the other way, down 0.3%. But really, not much currency movement happening anywhere. And oil lower earlier than picking up now, though. So it was now down just 0.1% for Brent. So it's still down, but it was down a lot more earlier. And WTI was down a quarter percent, but now it's up 0.3%. So, yeah, quiet. A very quiet day. Let's see what Nabs Rodrigo Catrill can make out of all of that. Can he talk about a day when not much has happened? Well, the one thing we have had, uh, Rodrigo, I guess, is we, we can look at the uh, consumer inflation expectations from the New York Fed because, of course, these are ahead of the CPI figures, which we get tomorrow morning. But they haven't changed, have they? So on a day where not much has happened, the one bit of data we did have hasn't really changed. You know, it's 3% for one year, 2.5% for five year. That is pretty close to what it was last time. Yeah, morning, Phil. Uh, not, not a great deal of news. And, and as you say, even the inflation expectations number were a little change. Um, well, to, to me, I suppose that the, the one big news, of course, is that um, the equity market continues to, to edge higher. It's coming. Um, mm. That's certainly mm. kind of adding to this idea that you have a scenario where the US economy is going to achieve this soft landing or no landing at all, we'll just keep going um, against the backdrop of, of lower inflation. So, um, and, and actually the, you know, the reporting season so far has actually been pretty good in, in terms of um, beating expectations as well as earnings growth. So there is a little bit of a sort of fundamental story there supporting the performance of the equity market in the US. Yeah. Um, and that's certainly lifting spirits and, and keeping sentiment uh, a little bit buoyant at the start of the week. Yeah. So in amongst those inflation expectations, it's, it's interesting when you've got a bit more time, you can break some of these down. Some of them are still, because if you break it down by sector, so rent expectations are still up at 6.4%. Food is up at 4.9%. Medical care, 9.1%. Gas prices, up 4.2%. So, okay, leveling it all out, and it's where we were before. But some sectors, you know, obviously, well outside the Fed's target range, uh, and the medium plot for expected uh, earnings growth, 2.8% as well. So some of those numbers are a bit concerning, aren't they? They are, and it's actually kind of an interesting point that you make, is... Uh, 
Um, I think that in the, in the last couple of weeks, one of the um, sort of emerging debates, if you like, is is around this issue of uh, central banks targeting uh, and um, and the nature or, or the the structure of inflation. In a sense, um, we've had uh, you know comments coming from New Zealand, for instance, that whilst inflation is declining and heading in the right direction, um, there's been some concern about non-tradables being too elevated. Um, and here in Australia, you know, the, obviously the, the services side of the economy and the domestic driven inflation, including rents, has been a concern. Uh, and similarly, last week, we also had a couple of Fed speakers saying that they, were, they wanted to see a broadening of a decline in inflation trends, um, suggesting concerns around, you know, the services side as well. So, um, as you point out here, it's, it's like, well, is there, is there sort of benchmark changing in terms of the, the conditions for cutting rates? Um, do you need to see core reading or core inflation close to 2% or heading towards 2%? Or do you need to also see a broadening of inflation where both goods and services and, and core and whatever measure you want to use is declining towards the 2%? Because if that's the case, then um, there's, there's an extra condition, if you like, that is emerging and, 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 and setting a higher bar for, for rate cuts, not only here in Australia, but also um, overseas. Well, so have any of the central bank speakers been saying that? Because it, it was a, it was the night of the central bankers uh, last night. It sounds like a really bad horror movie, but just, I mean, they were all out there saying stuff. Were, were the markets listening and were any of them talking about, you know, well, maybe, you know, maybe we need to keep an eye on a broader range of indicators? Well, I mean, I suppose in the US, we had Barkin and, and Collins last week talking about that, um, making that, that, that need for a broader, more meaningful decline in, in, in inflation readings and citing particularly housing and services. Um, um, the RBA in the past has talked about the domestic driven inflation and, and of course services inflation here is still elevated. Um, so it's just a part of the discussion, um, uh, but it will be interesting to see whether it does actually become a formal condition, if you like, uh, for rate cuts, which uh, some are suggesting, um, but we haven't yet sort of seen formally uh, ex ex explained. Right. And of course, you know, as we were discussing yesterday, there's a question now about whether the RBNZ will lift rates. Will they lift them twice, maybe even? Uh, or are they going to keep where they are? So the markets responded a little bit. You know, they've had time to think it over, haven't they, after that initial response. So, so market pricing, because I mean, some were, you know, pricing it in for February even. That, that's that's come down a little bit today. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Governor O was speaking yesterday and was quite a saying core inflation is what really matters to us. Um, and of course, we've seen core inflation declining uh, as the, the, the full reading, but the non-tradable one, non-tradables reading is the one that's proven to be a bit stickier. So um, that kind of also appeased the market in, in the sense that, um, ANZ is the only bank calling for these rate hikes, whereas all the other majors in New Zealand are kind of uh, seeing no need for more hikes. Um, and I think the market is coming around to the idea that it's a possibility, but certainly not a certainty that the, the RBNZ could be hiking again. So talking about inflation rates, is it going to start with a two or is it still going to be stuck with a three? That is the big question, isn't it, for US CPI? It's out tomorrow morning. Uh, we will, of course, be chewing over those numbers uh, tomorrow morning on the podcast. But, uh, it, I mean, we know it's going to go down. The question is, how much does it go down and how do the markets react? If it, for example, falls more than expected, are we going to price in another rate cut, for example? Oh, yeah, or a rate cut sooner. Um, I think then March mm. becomes live again. Uh, and certainly that will be interesting in terms of 
the reaction in front-end yields and, and the U.S. dollar. The U.S. dollar has been gaining a little bit of support because of that repricing that we're seeing or pushback of, of imminent rate cuts uh, and certainly a, a print below expectations. So, so the market is looking for their core CPI to come at 0.3 month on month. Um, anything you know lower than that uh, or 0.2 um, would certainly uh, open the door to uh, consider uh, rate cuts as soon as March. Um, and also, it's worth highlighting that the headline number is also expected to come below 3% at 2.9 year on year. And that will be the first time that we get a, a below 3% reading since March 2021. So, so it will be a, an affirmation or reaffirmation of, you know, a cooling economy that is still growing above trend, which um, it's, it's, again, that soft landing sort of outcome that is the perfect the perfect outcome really. so what could we see the US dollar doing then tomorrow I mean it, it's it's been fairly quiet today as though it's sort of having a bit of a rest day knowing it's going to have a busy day tomorrow perhaps yes um, well I think a number uh, um, close to expectations will probably keep us uh, within you know recent ranges but certainly a, a number closer to two point two that is on the month on month uh, um, will, will, will weigh a little bit on the US dollar and, and bring forward those rate cut expectations to March so yeah, it will keep us, you know, guessing again, uh, but certainly uh, um, it will be good for for a little bit of action in the FX market. The NAM business survey, that's out today. Of course, in December, we saw input costs easing a little. And if we look at the ABS numbers, the producer prices from Q4, they did grow quite a bit slower than they did in Q3. But then, of course, that was quite a bit more than the three quarters that went before that. So there is that question, isn't it? What is the general direction of input costs? Is there a definitive trend? Maybe we'll see something uh, to answer that question in the NAB business survey today. Well, we, we don't know what the survey will reveal, um, but certainly, as you point out, this what we know from the survey or from recent surveys is there's been a, a bit of an ease in those business conditions, uh, and, and that's been a trend that has been in place pretty much over the course of 2023. And as you mentioned, we also saw an ease in those input cost pressures as well. So it'll be interesting to see whether these trends uh, remain in place in, in, in the January survey as well. Mm, and the consumer survey as well, consumer confidence numbers for Australia, which unsurprisingly fell last month. Will that change again? Will it, will it fall further or is it going to start to even out? I guess that's the question. Yeah, uh, Tapas has been talking about uh, that in terms of making that contrast that we've seen uh, the decline in inflation uh, in uh, in the US, for instance, and other parts, uh, lifting consumer sentiment. Um, and we haven't yet seen that here in Australia, but uh, it'll be interesting to see whether we follow the same the same trend. And Marion Kohler from the RBA, no, no relation to Alan Kohler, that's finance. Uh, mm. She's uh, head of economic analysis, uh, talking at the Australian Business Economists Annual Forecasting Conference. What a gala event that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you would have thought something like that. You'd have to go into something like that with something meaty to say, wouldn't you? Uh, you'd think so. Uh, yeah. So um, our, our sense is that um, she'll probably kind of elaborate a little bit on on on, on what their uh, uh, SOMP uh, had in terms of those forecasts and, mm. and hopefully a little, bit, a little bit around the risk seen in, in those forecasts. But um, I'm not, not expecting major surprises there. Right. Okay. And uh, yeah, the zoo survey for Germany and the Eurozone. Uh, this, of course, is a measure of economic sentiment from analysts and economic ec- economists. So, um, hey, the interesting thing is same mythology, methodology, I should say, I can't, I can't even speak today, uh, between Germany and the Eurozone, but a big difference. So Germany and the Eurozone, last time the Eurozone plus 22.7, Germany 15.2. 
um, which doesn't sound very much, but it's a lot better than minus 61.9, which is where it was back in October 2022. But, you know, even at that level, at 15.2 versus 22.7, I mean, that is a clear indicator that Germany is certainly letting the side down, isn't it, in Europe? Yes, certainly. Um, there's been... And, and there's no expectations of a, of a change in that dynamic near term either. So it is a bit of a story of just sort of muddling through and, and, and not growing really, uh, but not necessarily shrinking big time, but not growing at mm. all. So going sideways for quite some time. Is that the ECB policy, just muddling through? Is that They haven't <laughs> stated that. But do you think that's Because, I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? What, what do they do when they've got their biggest economy? pulling everything else down do they say well okay europe's doing okay so we don't need to cut rates or do they say well germany needs help so we better had cut rates well if anything i think that that debate is now starting to become a little bit louder and um, um and also you know because inflation is declining um there's certainly a little mm. bit more of like although the ecb is a purely like an inflation targeting bank uh, obviously the, the the economy and the well-being of individuals it matters and and um, with inflation declining, then then you have the ability to to maybe start considering other options. And the, uh, Pierre Wunsch, one of the ECB speakers last night, uh, talked about that you don't have to wait for the wages data or wages data uh, to start cutting interest rates. So you don't have to have absolute certainty that wages are declining. Um, so that again opens the door to uh, maybe. ACB rate cuts coming sooner than expected. And important numbers from the UK. We get the employment data today. How many more people are working? How many more are on the dole? What's the growth in average earnings? Which last time in December was 6.5% growth year on year for, for wages. Still a bit high, isn't it? Yes. I think it's in November, though. Pretty sure. Sorry. Yeah, um, you're right. Sorry, it's in November it was. So these are December's numbers. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Thank you. I, no, you know, I like right. to correct you, Phil. Yeah, I, know, I, know, I, know, I love it when you do. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> Shows who's in charge. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, yeah that's so, but in right. general, yeah, in general, there's this whole complication with the UK data that is, uh, is the issue of reliability and, and it's still some of the data is, is, is um, experimental, if you like. So, mm. uh, but overall, um, the, the theme there is that um, expectations are for those uh, earnings or weekly earnings to, to continue to decline um, and the unemployment rate to, to come out uh, 4% as well. So, um, so it's still kind of the, the big theme there is that expectations for those uh, wages or earnings to continue to decline, and that will be important for the Bank of right. England. Excellent. All right. Well, we'll leave leave it till tomorrow. See what CPI brings. Don't forget to uh, to get some uh, flowers, chocolates, and a card ready for tomorrow <laughs> morning. Get ahead of the curve, Rodrigo. Don't want to get in trouble. And uh, yeah. we'll see you again soon. Thanks. No, no. Thank you, Phil. Cheers. And that's it. That's the morning call for Tuesday, the thirteenth of February, twenty twenty four. I'm Phil Dobby for now. Back again tomorrow morning. See you then.